Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Let's pray. Father, we pray today that you'd give us liberty, Lord, to preach in, in the house of God, the word of God. Pray, Lord, that you'd use me, Lord, I pray, as a vessel. Lord, I know not according to my works, but grace that was given us before the foundation of the world. We pray, God, that you'd enable us and empower us, Lord, to be able to be a vessel fit and meet for your use tonight. We pray you cleanse us from the top of our head to the bottom of our feet. Pray your will would be accomplished, souls would be fed, lives would be changed. And Lord, I know that it is your will that you, your people be fed. And I pray, Lord, you've gave us the food. I pray you'd help us to set it on the table. And then we'd slide our feet under the table and feed ourselves on what you've gave us today. We pray, God, that your will would be accomplished in every heart for thy will to be accomplished tonight, Lord, is our prayer. And your will, I pray, is the only will that matters. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You can be seated. If the Lord would help me for a little while tonight, I want to preach on the thought of making a trade. I was reading about several years ago as in a Baptist summer camp, the counselors every year would get together and they would have a softball tournament that would close out the camp. And it was the counselors against all those who attended uh, the camp. And so this year they were out there and the, and the guy in the center field uh, hurt himself, twisted his ankle when he went to make a catch. So the pastor of the, of the camp and the pastor of the church asked that boy, said, do you want to substitute? I know I'll be on the wrong team and you'll be on the wrong team, but you can play catcher and I'll play center field. That way you don't have to run anymore. You won't have to worry about hurting your ankle. And so the guys switched places with them. And about 20 minutes later, end of the game, lightning struck and hit center field and killed the pastor. And... It was amazing to think about if that boy had been there, he would have died, but the pastor became his substitute. And so it was one day when I was injured by the fall of Adam. I was so crippled I couldn't help myself. But Jesus one day became my substitute and took the lightning bolt of God's wrath. Amen. It should have hit me, but Jesus allowed it to hit himself. And thinking on that trading tonight, how God traded places with us so we could be forever in heaven for, with him. I want to preach on this thought tonight, trading tri troubles for triumphs. In Isaiah 41 in verse number 10, there's a simple three little thoughts. We walk through the text. I'll share this simple thought on my heart. We'll let you go to the house. I, I'm interested tonight in verse number 10 where the Bible says, Fear thou not. For I am with thee. So I want to say tonight, we need to trade our fears for fellowship. Trade your turmoil about tomorrow for triumph we can experience today. The Lord said, cast all your care on me. Cast all your care on him, for he careth for us. And 1 John chapter number 4, the Bible says, There is no fear in love. Because perfect love casteth out fear. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God and hateth his brother, he is a liar. That's what the Bible says. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God 
whom he hath not seen. And this is the commandment that we have from him that he that loveth God loveth his brother also. Perfect love casteth out fear. I'm fearful of tomorrow sometimes. I'm fearful of troubles that I'm going through. But I can trust God that with fellowship with him, I, my fears have got to leave. And 1 Timothy 1, 7, the Bible says, God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. God wants us to have power. Hey Amen. When we got saved, he gave us power to become the sons of God. He wants us to be filled with the Holy Ghost so we can walk in power, pray in power, preach in power, witness in power. God wants us to have power and a sound mind, not fearful and a trembling mind. So we need to cast our fear and trade it in for the fellowship that God wants us to have. I've noticed this, whenever we're fellowshipping real close with God, fear can't be found nowhere. It's an automatic result. The closer we get to God, the less fear we have. You take shepherd that's leading a whole big flock of sheep. It's the sheep that's closest to the shepherd that is the most fearless about the foe. Amen. God help us to trade in our fears for a closer walk in fellowship with God. I got to thinking about this, so I looked it up in the Bible. The first time that fear is ever used in our Bible is in Genesis chapter 9 and verse number 2. It's referring to, to a dominion that God gave man over everything that he created. He said the fear will be on the animals because you've got dominion. That's what, what the Bible says. But the second time it's used in the Bible is Genesis 15.1. That's when God the creator is speaking to Abraham the creation and God is saying fearfulness it needs to be expelled by faith. Here's what he said in Genesis 15 and verse number 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and exceeding great reward. I'm glad, thank God, when we got God and we fellowship with him, fear's got to go because fear and fellowship don't need to dwell in the same heart. Now, we'll because we flesh. But in Mark chapter number 4 and verse number 40, y'all remember that story. They're out there on the, on the ship. The Bible says that waves began to crash in the boat. Jesus is asleep in the forefront of the, of the boat. And the Bible says he's on a pillow. And they're worried and water's dumping into the boat. And they go and wake him up and said, Carest thou not that we perish? And the Lord said this to them. He said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it? that you have no faith. In other words, if you had faith enough, fear couldn't dwell in the same heart. God help us tonight. I want to pray like them disciples did. Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. We want to walk by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I mean, it's fearful to think about stepping out and not seeing nothing to step on, but faith is stepping out when you don't know where the next step's going to take you. Oh, that's how Peter got out of the boat. It was faith overriding fear. And then when he looked at the storm, it was fear that overcoming in his faith. Oh, thank God for fellowship. Amen. It will run faith. Faith and fellowship will run fear down the road. 
I got to think about Isaiah in chapter 26 and verse number 3. One of the first verses the Lord let me memorize. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. Oh, would to God we could keep our mind stayed on God. I notice this when my mind's on him and I'm in fellowship with him. Fear don't have no place in my heart. But when fellowship and my mind is drifting other places or my faith has got weak, fear begins to creep in. I was on a mission trip with a preacher. We was surveying an area and we were outside of the country. We were looking for a place to build an orphanage. And I was with this old man of God. I remember getting out there, man, the, the voodoo and you just have to see all the idol worship and all the false religion that's going on on that island. And uh, man, we were walking around there, went into a church service. They sung out of the red church back hymnal. Man got up and preached out of the King James Bible. We was the only two white people in the whole place of about 600. And man, God got in that place. They loved on us just like we was uh, members of that church. God fell in that place. And I thought, my God, we're worshiping the same God, we're using the same Bible, singing out of the same hymn book. God is meeting with us down here. Ain't no telling what God's going to do. And all that was good. But when, we, when it got dark and we got back in our room, y'all can call me a wimp if you want to, but we got back in our room. I got so fearful. I woke up after two hours sleep, went and hid down in the bathroom and said, God, I believe, help thou my unbelief. Lord, you ain't given me the spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind. It felt like every demon of hell was trying to attack. I want to say, Brother Frank, thanks be unto God. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. Oh, if we just scooch up to the Lord. When your head's laying on his shoulder, it's hard to be fearful. Hey, man, when you got fellowship it's close and sweet. Fear's got to run down the road. Thank God. Let's, tr let's make a trade tonight. He made a trade for us. He became our substitute at Calvary. So let's trade in our fear for fellowship, our fear for faith. Amen. But then notice number two in verse number 10. Not she says, fear thou not, for I am with thee. He says, be not dismayed, for I am thy God. He said this, I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. I'm talking about trading in your troubles for triumph. It may be your troubles of tomorrow for your triumph that's available today, making a trade. We need to trade our struggles for strength. That's what God wants. It's in our weakness that his strength is made perfect. We need to trade in our struggles with sin. Romans chapter 6, verse number 14, that great chapter in the book of the Bible. Sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but ye are under grace. Ye were the servants of sin, but Bible tells us thanks be unto God, but God be thanked. Amen. In verse 17, that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you. Amen. Ye became servants of righteousness. That used to be our life. We were dom dominated by sin. How Satan had us in a cage. He poked us and prod us and controlled everything in our life. Sin seemed like we would 
bump us up one side and down the other. But when God saved us, we became no longer the servants of sin, but the servants of righteousness. And these members in our body, according to Romans 6, that used to be free from anything that was holy and clean because they always did what was wicked and wrong. But when we get saved, now we have fruits unto righteousness, unto holiness, and the end eternal life. Bless his name. Hey, we ought to trade in our struggles, our struggles with sin. Thank God's trade them in for his strength. He, by the strong hand of his, of his right hand, we've been made free from the dominion of sin. Trade in your struggles in your storms. Now, I'm thinking about that same story, Mark chapter number 4, verse number 35 through 41. I said, Jesus is asleep, and I love what he said. When he got up on the bow of that ship, he said, peace, be still. Anybody ever here ever been so troubled, man, so in so much turmoil? Our brother Frank sung about it. I mean, struggling with storms, struggling with sin, struggling with things going on in your life and circumstances. But the Lord just steps up on all the problem and says, said, peace be still. He's greater than all the storms. He's greater than all the struggle. Oh, we, hey, we, he's just down there asleep waiting on them to wake him up. As long as they thought they could handle him, put their hand on it, he's going to let them have it. But when we turn to God, he'll take over. I like it better when he takes over. When they're scared and he's walking on the water one time in the book of Matthew, he's fearful that it was a spirit. He said, it is I. Thank God be not afraid. We don't have to worry about the struggles in our storm. Hey, if Jesus shows up, he's presence enough. And that's what Isaiah said. I am with thee. Thank God he's with us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. In the Old Testament, the Spirit of God will come on a person. But now in the New Testament, after Calvary, the death of Baal and the resurrection, the Holy Ghost dwells within all of believers. I say amen. In a struggle, in a spot, in a storm, just him saying it is I. Just him being there. Just him living with us. Him being our substitute. His presence is enough. But I like it one time when they're all concerned. Uh, amen. Worried about what to believe. If their interpretation of the law is right. Uh, if their understanding from Gamaliel and all them teachers is right. Uh, he said it is written. Uh, thank God his presence is enough. Uh, and his word on the subject is enough. Uh, well I felt that. I don't matter what you feel. It matters what the book says. Amen. Amen. Thank God when you're struggling with storms. I'm glad to thank God you can trade your struggles in for his strength. Don't depend on your own strength. Don't struggle in yourself, in your sin, in your storms. Turn it over to him. Amen. He's stronger than any problem that you face. We need to trade in our struggles with sorrows. Brother, I don't know about y'all. Man, we, every one of us in this building's got sorrow. We, every single person in this building's got some kind of sorrow going on right now in your mind, in your life. And maybe it's personal, maybe it's family, maybe it's church. Whatever it is, you've got sorrows in your heart. And sometimes it feels like sorrows are crashing in. Like I was out there at Rehoboth Beach, Maryland one time. We was up there seeing my stepmama's family. And we was out there in Delaware, and I'll never forget it. It's the first time and the only time I've ever had to have somebody actually rescue me. And I, I was out there in the undertow of 
somewhere in, Mar- in Maryland and Ro- actually Rehoboth Beach. It's so strong, Brother Scott's different than Myrtle Beach or some of these places. It's strong, it'll jerk your feet out from on you. And, and I remember as a young boy, I, I must have been about 11 years old, I was out there and all of a sudden my feet got pulled out, wave crashed on top of me. And before I knew it, I was so far out and the waves kept pulling me out. This lifeguard come and saved me and brought me back. Hallelujah, had a red buoy in her arm. Now I know, I know, I know I was lost, but boy, I thank God one day and when I was struggling, my feet was jerked out from under me. I'm glad the real lifeguard showed up and it was through his red blood that I made it safe to the shore. Oh, I had sorrow stacked upon sorrow when I was lost, but even now, as a Christian, if you don't watch it, sorrows will weigh you down until you're walking around like the hunchback of Notre Dame and the only thing I know to do is cast them on him. That's what he told us to do. Make a trade today. Trade in all your sorrows and get his strength and he'll help you. Amen. I thank God. Oh, as a matter of fact, I looked it up in the Bible. Uh, Brother Frank, here's the first time, the first time sorrow is ever mentioned in your King James Bible is a result of sin. Said that woman now is going to have sorrow in her conception and when she bears children, she's going to have sorrow. So sorrow is a direct result of sin. And there wasn't no sorrow mentioned before Eve, Adam and Eve sinned. And because of sin, one of, the, one of the curses of sin is sorrow in conception and sorrow in childbirth. Well, thank God the Bible said in Isaiah in chapter number 53. Oh, hallelujah. He's despised and rejected a man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Hallelujah. We hid as it were our faces from him. What I'm saying is the man, the son of man, God, the, amen, God the son and the son of man, he became the man of sorrows to take away all of our sorrows and everybody in this building that has sorrows. You don't have to carry them no more. He became flesh and became the man of sorrows who did no sin became sin so we could have his righteousness. I say amen. Oh, thank God. Struggles with your sorrows when the man of sorrows has bore your sorrows and nailed every single one of them to the cross. God help us not to wrestle them back out of his hand. Struggles with your storms, your sorrows. Struggles with yourself. Maybe you don't have this, but Paul did. Here's what Paul said in Romans 7 and 23. He said, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity, the law to the law of sin, which is in my members. Oh, wretched man that I am, Paul said, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? But the next verse says, I thank my God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then with my mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. He said, I can't do it, but what I can't do in myself, God can do. And then the next verse in chapter 8, verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation. Oh, bless his holy name. I'm glad tonight when you got sorrows, trade them in, get his strength. When you're facing a storm, trade them in and get your strength. When you're tired of flesh running your life and dumping sorrows on your life, trade it in and get his strength. Amen. But then look at verse 10 again, number 3. Not only do we see, fear thou not, not only do we see that he'll strengthen thee and help thee, he said, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Man, thank you, Lord. I'm glad we can trade in 
our sorrows, our sadness, amen. We can trade them in for a strength. But thank God, lastly, we can trade in our rags for his righteousness. Here's what Isaiah 64, verse number six says. But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness is filthy rags. Now, now here's what, he, this is what he's saying. He said, our righteousness. So that's the best moments of our life, the best we could ever do, the best seconds, the best thing that we want to classify. Okay, here's my righteousness, the good things I've done, and the Lord said it's an unclean thing. It's leprous rag. It's mistress rags. It's rags that's fit for nothing but to be burned. On your best day, that's why none of us got no right to be haughty and pop our suspenders and act like we've got a few eyes dotted and T's crossed, look down on everybody else that don't have it like we do because the truth is we're all as an unclean thing and all our righteousness is filthy rags and we all do fade as a leaf and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. We didn't want to be taken away but our, our wicked, our, the best we could do has took us away. Oh man, do not err. That's what James, the half-brother of the Lord said. Do not err, my beloved brethren. You know what that word err means? It means to wander from the shepherd or wander from the fold. Don't wander off. It's easy. Boy, if it's easy, if you trust in your own righteousness, there's none righteous, no, not one. That's what Paul reminds us in Romans in chapter number three. There's none good, no, not one. There's none profitable. We've all went our own direction. We've done our own thing. Oh, Isaiah 61 verse number 10 says, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robes of righteousness as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments as a bride adorneth herself with jewels. Here's what he said. God decked me out. Amen. I come to him poor. I come to him with rags but the Lord decked me out. He took my rags and threw them down and put on his righteous robes. I say amen. Oh, hallelujah. No wonder Isaiah's getting tore up. He's over here in Isaiah. He start back in chapter 40. You see the first 39 books resemble the Old Testament. You get in chapter 40 of the book of Isaiah all the way to chapter the end of the book. And here's what it looks like, the New Testament. You got 66 chapters and 66 books. And the first thing that symbolizes in chapter number 40, comfort ye, comfort ye my people, saith God, speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem. It goes on to say there's a man crying in the wilderness. That's depictive of John the Baptist. And we get over here in the second chapter that's depictive of the New Testament. And he said, glory to God, I can trade in my fear for fellowship my fear for faith I can trade in my sorrows sorrows the storms and self and all that I can trade it in for his strength he said I don't depend on myself I don't even have to depend on my own righteousness I'm trading it in for his robes that's what Isaiah said and verse number 10 he said I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness Everybody knows this. The right hand is the, the hand of fellowship. The right hand is the hand where Jesus sat. That's the seat of power. That's the seat of authority. And thank God for his right hand. Amen. Amen. That's the Father's right hand. And his right hand stepped in for me. Trade in rags to robes. Wickedness. He took my wickedness and made me worthy. 
I was filthy and he washed me in his own blood and made me clean. I didn't deserve that. I didn't have no wedding garment. I couldn't counterfeit one. But God done decked me out, Brother Scott. Trade in your rags for righteous robes. Amen. And trade in sin for salvation. Oh, the greatest day you ever, ever made. Probably every day, greatest day you'll ever have is the day you get saved. You'll realize, thank God, hey, the Bible, he tells us many times, God commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Hey, man, we realized we couldn't do it ourselves, and God turned a spotlight on us, showed us how wicked we was, and under conviction, here's what happens, and here's what happens in conviction and repentance. You take sides with God, point back at yourself, and say, that boy deserves to go to hell. Hey, amen, and Jesus turns us spotlight off of you and turns it on Calvary and said you deserve to go and you ought to go but you ain't gotta go. Hey man there's a substitute. Someone traded places with you. Oh man. He took our hell to give us heaven. He took the judgment of God and the justice of God to give us the mercy and pardon of God. I say hallelujah. I went from living a, a, a life that was condemned by law to living a life that's set free by grace. Amen. Hallelujah. I was hell bound and now I'm heaven bound with a hammer down. Oh, thank God. Isaiah said, watch what he said in verse 10. Fear thou not. Trade in your fear for fellowship. Trade in your fear for faith. Walk on with fortitude for the glory of God. Amen. Then he goes on to say, amen, in verse number 10, I'll strengthen thee. I'm glad he's going to help us. Trade in all them storms, all them struggles in your life for his strength. Then, brother, when it comes down to it, you're going to make it to heaven. According to Romans chapter 5, verse number 21 and 20 and 21. Moreover, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound, that a sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life. Where did it come from? By Jesus Christ our Lord. I'm glad you asked. We get what we need to go to heaven by Jesus. He's the source. That's, the, that's where we go to. He's the way to truth and the life. Man, I'm glad I ain't going on myself. No, thank God. I traded in my rags and got his robes. Let's all stand. Father, we love you today. Lord, I want to thank